Hey podcast, what's going on? Before we get into today's episode, I just want to give an introduction briefly to what you're going to be hearing for the first two minutes. This lady you'll be hearing from, her name is Sasha Hemmings. She is a Jamaican-born entrepreneur and motivational speaker. She actually produces her own podcast. It's called Sasha's Talk Podcast. The story behind us is that she actually favorited Own the Truth, and I hit her up with a voice message just telling her thank you. And, uh, you know, kind of like Robert Boyle that you uh, heard from last week, I was her first voice message ever on Anchor. So it was it was a really nice pay-it-forward moment. So I hope you get some value out of it. And just to see how we engage on Anchor, and let's get into it. Hey there, Sasha Hemmings. Thanks for favoriting Own the Truth. Favorited you back. Happy Thursday. Ah, you're so welcome, Marco. You know, this is very exciting for me because this is my actual first voice message. So I want to thank you for responding. And also want to thank you for favoriting me as well. All right. So I hope to connect with you um, soon and maybe to even collab, you know, if you don't mind. So thanks much and have a blessed week. So hi, Marco. Um, I just want to give my feedback on your recent episode. That's mental privilege. Um, I find this very interesting because a lot of persons don't really understand what it means by having mental privilege. And um, you have actually hit the nail right on the head and, you know, went and explained what you meant by it. So I really find this episode very interesting. And, you know, yeah, keep up the good work. Yeah. Hey, Sasha, that's so funny how I was your first voice message because earlier this week, I actually received my first voice message and it was just a crazy roller coaster high for me. Um, I want to thank you for reaching out to me with that feedback on mental privilege. I was a little hesitant to release that just because I don't want to come off as someone who's, you know, using fancy terminology or thinks that they're all that. Uh, because I really don't. I really don't know a lot of things. But I just, I put the episode together and I was like, you know what, this is me. And I would be doing a disservice by not releasing this. And regarding collabing, I would absolutely collab with you. I just checked out a few of your episodes and I think we can definitely make something work. What's up, podcast, and welcome to another episode of In Between. Before we get into the episode, I wanted to go into some stats of the podcast. I like to be fully transparent like this. I think it's really cool to know how far along, you know, your favorite show has come. So since starting back in September, September 16th, we're just a few listens away from 300 across seven platforms. Now, these platforms include, but are not inclusive to Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, CastBox, and Radio Public. I need to say this because I don't say it enough, even though it's at the end of every episode. Thank you so, so much. It means the world to me. 
I love stats, I'm obsessed with them, but I don't let them define what I do here. To me, the stats only show me that people are interested. If that number was one, I'd be like, cool, one person finds my stuff intriguing. Even if people didn't listen, I'd still be pumping out content because I just like to do it. Now that that's out of the way, hope you find the stats interesting. Let's get into the show. HR runs through my head a lot. I haven't gone through it yet, through my origin story, but I spent about a year in HR for a very small fitness business, and I basically built its entire HR department. It's where I really started working during my post-secondary career, and it's just always stuck with me. Mostly what I think about is, you know, what I would do differently if I only had 10% of what I know now. This is just based on, you know, where I see the industry going and what I see on social media and the behaviors of startups versus big companies. You know, paying attention to culture and society and where, I guess, the direction of it is going where people's attention goes to that is really important to me one thing that i see play out often is employers and founders alike stress the hiring process and don't give enough attention to the firing process a few scenarios run through my head as i sit down to record today's episode the first is expecting your employees or new hires to love the work or company as much as you do as an employer or founder. I'm really sorry, but you need to get that shit out of your head. It's never going to happen. They make minimum wage and you own the whole business. If you're lucky enough to find people who will love it 8.5 out of your 10, I think that's amazing and a privilege. Because have you ever loved somebody else's thing as much as they did? No, of course not. So get over yourself and just be thankful that someone wants to work for you. Start treating your employees like you do your customers. Customers are important, don't get me wrong. But your employees are the true kings. It's called servant leadership. This is basically the practice of managers serving their employees and giving relentlessly to their employees so that their employees can then turn to their customers and serve them relentlessly. I think a lot of companies still have it the other way around, where the manager treats the customers like gold, disregards the employee, then the employee is expected to treat the customer like the manager does. Completely backwards. The second scenario that runs through my head is about the kind of person that the candidate may be. The guy or girl who clearly has the talent and seems like a good enough person 
but has the snake oil salesman type of mentality may initially throw you off a bit. If you've ever hired someone ever, you've run into this problem. Everything looks great on paper, but something about them just doesn't seem right. I think that there's a certain level of humility and confidence to say, let's hire him anyways, run him through our machine, and five years down the road, he can come through and say, hey, Marco, I came here thinking I could best everybody, including you. But when I got to know everyone here, I realized that that wasn't possible because nobody here plays for themselves. And it actually changed my perspective on business and what my role is here. Culture is everything. And by not taking that chance to hire that guy or gal shows a lack of confidence in the company culture. Intuition is huge in this scenario. And two subpoints really come to mind as I critique the decision to not hire the shady looking individual. You might be really early and the culture might not be established yet. Okay, fair. Your intuition may tell you this isn't the right hire. Fair. I firmly believe an entrepreneur's intuition is unbelievably important and should be given way more credence than it is. Get that person to an 8 or 9 out of your 10 when you brought them up from a 6.5 and hold them there by asking them, how can I make this better for you? If still nothing has changed, it's either because you as an employer haven't built enough trust with them for them to tell you the truth or they just don't mesh with what you're vibing. And the third thing that comes to mind is ego that I see in a lot of founders and employers. The ego comes in the hiring process. Why? Because it's a process and they created it or their number two made it under their guidance and mentorship, which just inflates them even more. It even plays out during interviews. Like, it's just so stupid sometimes. Like, you know, what's your greatest weakness? Oh, you know, sometimes I work too hard. God. Too much talking, not enough focus on what the candidate has actually done. The experience. There's too much posturing and ego in the system right now. I think it needs to change. I would change it if I was still in HR. Let's talk about firing for a second. Knowing when to fire someone is unbelievably important. Actually, firing someone is equally, if not more important than actually hiring. I might hire Mike, and on day three I realize, oh shit, I'm screwed. But I actually fire him in month three. My number one basis on firing is attitude. If you don't get along with the other boys and girls, you're gone. I also deal a lot with atmosphere. So I cannot function in a negative environment. So if one person is creating negativity for the others, 
that is also grounds for firing. You could be the top performer and you'll still be gone when the time is right, of course. The key is to not wait too long because negativity can spread like wildfire. If you're just starting your company, acting like this not only establishes your culture early on, but it also heavily and drastically reinforces it down the road when you're close to employing 100 and beyond. Podcast, thank you so much for listening to today's In Between. Remember to give this episode, and that podcast for that matter, a like, share, favorite, applause, or whatever algorithm the platform you're listening on favors the most. If you love the podcast and my truth, go ahead and check out my Instagram at officialmarcoatanasi, Twitter at Italian Merchant, SoundCloud at Marco Polo, and my LinkedIn at linkedin.com forward slash in forward slash M-A-R-C-O dash A-T-T-A-N-A-S-I. Whatever your truth is, don't be afraid of it, ashamed of it, or embarrassed by it. And most importantly, do not give your two thoughts about what other people think of it. In other words, own your truth. I'll see you next time.